As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I'm all about helping people. You can't get what you want unless you know what you want, and you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your peeps. So every Monday, I bring together three of my peeps to dive into the topic of the week. So whether you're watching us as Goal Chat Live or the replay, or if you're listening to us as the Dev Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network, we are glad you're here. And today we're discussing the business of woo. Because just to prove, you can basically talk about anything. And this wonderful crew, Cliff Ravenscraft, Christy Maxfield, and Annie P. Ruggles, they were on a couple months ago and they just had such a good time. I'm like, you're wonderful. You're all welcome back. And they're like, okay, great. (laughs) Let's schedule it now and we want to be back together. So I really, one of the things that I love about doing this is I get to connect amazing people. And when they like each other as much as I like them, I mean, everybody wins, right? Of course. So without further ado for talking about woo, let me first introduce our guest. We have Christy Maxfield. Um, and we we just met a couple months ago through our friend Jess Jewell. We so did. I feel like you're like already one of one of the crowd. We were on a wonderful bold business podcast together. And Cliff Ravenscraft. Now we can't say we don't hang out anymore because we've hung out like three times the last six months, usually with people watching. No, so, more so- than three times, right? No, this is our third time together, but here's what I want to know is like SNL hosts, do I get a jacket if I come back for a seventh time? Ask Annie. I think she's getting close. <laughs> um, if there wasn't a jacket before, 
There damn well needs to be one now. Thank you, Cliff. Deb, hustle up. Get on it. I'm on it. Cliff is earning his jacket, and I'll get mine before Cliff. So (laughs) We we will manifest this right now. I am visualizing it. Yes. And this is all kind of like. I am matching that vibration now. Earn the jacket you want to wear in the world. Oh, matching the vibration. Nice lead into woo, Cliff. Very subtle. Very subtle. I love when we're on theme from the get-go. And then Annie P. Ruggles, who really shouldn't need any introduction, but if you've ever heard of me refer to the FOAs, aka Friends of Annie, Annie P. Ruggles is who we're talking about. Yeah. And and that yeah. really came it, it came about, but it's really it could be friends of Cliff, friends of Christy. Well, FOCs, you guys can share. It's all about <laughs> elevating each other. And when you meet people through uh, an amazing connection, you're already there. You're already connected, which is why it's so wonderful in this world in which we live right now, um, because all the opportunities are there. Again, I said I said it before. I'll repeat myself. I'll probably say this even more. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. And you also need that elevated spirit. So before we jump into more woo, um, guess, why don't you introduce yourselves? Because other than saying that you're awesome and you repeat, that's pretty much all I said. So Christy, please share who you are, why you're here, and why, why woo. Why woo? Okay, Christy Maxfield, Purpose First Advisors. I work with small businesses to help them become sustainably profitable. I'm a plus one tonight with uh, Stella, my 10-month-old rescue puppy, who has decided to take up residence. Um, And uh, she's feeling the woo. She's feeling chill. Um, So, you know, she's got all the vibes going on. Why woo? Why woo? Um, Woo is uh, how we refer to those things that kind of fall outside the bounds of what we think is like, real business, but happens all the time in everybody's life, whether it's the spiritual aspect of what you do or the um, more touchy feely part of what you do. Like we have all these words to refer to it, but once you start talking with people on uh, about what they care about and the things they're most passionate about and what drives them. um, And that's what you do when you talk to business owners. um, Inevitably you're touching in the land of woo. And so, um, I have clients who specialize in woo. They actually, um, woo is their business. And uh, and then there is the woo in business. So I think the more we can talk about the things that drive us and motivate us, the things we care about, the, the reasons why we do what we do, and the things we feel called to do and be, um, the more connected we are to all the things that make us who we are and make our businesses important. So um, I care about woo because... It's the thing people care about. And uh, and it, I've yet to find somebody who hasn't thought about it or had it show up in their life in some way, shape, or form. I have a feeling, and I really like that analogy. You know, the things that you care about are woo. They're your enthusiasm. Because when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. So why not love what you do? Woo-hoo. Right? Yes. Woo-hoo. Ah. Woohoo and why, woohoo and where, woohoo and how. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're running a business and you're not tapped into a higher power, then you're probably running on empty. And uh, whatever your woo is, I hope you have a lot of it. Awesome. 
That would be a great way to close the show, but we just started. So we'll say that's a great way to open the show. Thank you. Cliff Ravenscraft. Deborah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Want me you. To inter- you want me to answer the same question? Who am I and why will? Of course I do. Okay. I'll yes, please. And thank you. Awesome. Well, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I am a master business coach, mindset coach. And here I'll even say that I consider myself to be a little bit of a modern day mystic. So woo is my business, although it's only for those who are willing to go the extra mile, a, a, a separate layer deeper than the typical productivity and business kind of discussions. I'm more than happy to keep it at anybody's level of consciousness, if you will. Uh, but one of the reasons why I go woo is because so many people in this life believe that if I could just reach this goal, achieve this milestone, if I could just make this much money, if I could have this many accomplishments, if I could have this big of a following, I will have peace finally. I will I will finally not have to worry about such and such or whatever. And I've been working with enough people. I, I helped more than 40,000 people launch a podcast back in my days as the podcast answer man. And what I found is that there are a lot of people who have achieved a lot of goals. I've seen people who never have to work another day in their life to earn money. Uh, in fact, their biggest concern today is how can I give this away in the most responsible way? And yet they have no more or no less peace overall than before they had that money or achievements or whatever the case may be. And so I I believe that peace, love, joy, if you, if you want it that lasts, it's found within. It is found in tapping into that higher power and it is only truly lasting success uh, in our lives when it is actually a reflection of what's going on in the inside. So I believe everything on our outside world is a reflection. It's a mirror image of what's going on internally with us. And so if you really want success on the outside, it starts by going inside first. I so agree. I, I Really, what else do you say to that? Because people can tell. If you're stressed, people can tell. If you are bitter, people can tell. And if you love what it is that you do, people can tell. And it really, it really, it, it emanates. So yeah, really. And the other thing, the, the thing is, is that if you are in a place where you have a big goal, things are going incredibly well, and then all of a sudden, uh, some people call them price problems. Some people call them, cri- them crisis moments. I call them undesirable, inconvenient, and sometimes, you know, unpleasant circumstances arise. If you get into a place where you're consistently tapping into anxiety, fear, worry, lack of self-confidence, you get really dinged and you get emotionally low and and you're not able to bounce back from that relatively quickly, then what happens is it gets you stuck into a cycle of of where you're not able to tap into your creative side. And so you as a result of that, it, it causes you to fail to truly achieve the things that you could create in this world. It, it, you just don't have the ability to think creatively. So woo is the spirit that keeps your vibration high. Woo is definitely the spirit that keeps your vibration high. Yes. Excellent. Love it. Really glad to have you here. Annie P. Ruggles, Hi. who are you and why woo? 
Woo. Woo. Uh, woo because it's inescapable. I'll start with that one, right? Like I have a lot of people that identify as woo, 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 super woo, anti-woo, not woo at all. It's like everyone sort of has this idea if you've been in online business, especially for a while or in personal development for a while, well, which woo level are you, right? And and it doesn't really matter which level you are because there are things going on in your business that are beyond your control or at least beyond your conscious control, right? And we could argue all day, well, you're manifesting it or you're subconsciously training it or any of these things. I'll talk about what you can consciously control, right? And in my businesses, on the quirk work side, I help people harness, polish, amplify the uniqueness of themselves as differentiators, which often for clients is their unique spirituality, their special sauce, their own modality. So woo comes up a lot in that lane. On the sales side, there's a lot of it through the Non-Slazy Sales Academy. There's a lot of the idea of what energy you put out comes back to you. So how do we incorporate that into the art of selling so that I'm putting out good, but also being willing to receive? When I'm working with woo folk on selling, it's often not the asking that is the issue. It's the receiving part right? It's the compensating themselves equitably and gorgeously within that. But then in either aspect, there's all of this stuff. Like last week was a dumpster fire for me and a lot of other people. And it wasn't because we didn't have great plans or great technology. Energetically, something was just real freaking weird. Right. And so people are coming to me and going, my launch email didn't go out on time. Annie, my website just crashed for no reason. Annie, now sometimes we see that in, in more similar with like a retrograde situation. Sometimes we all just feel weird. Sometimes we all just feel wonderful. Sometimes conversations are harder than they should be. And sometimes every piece of technology you have tends to fail simultaneously. We don't have a worldly answer for that but it impacts and affects your business. And so the more you can be in tune with the energy running your business, whether you attribute that to source or to God or yourself or your angels or yesterday, all the work you did, whatever you call your pouring energy and receiving energy constantly. And that's what I call the woo of business and the business of woo. So it's the energy aligned with your business. It's the energy aligned with your business. It's also the energy flowing through and surrounding your business and surrounding you as the heart and lifeblood of that business. Okay. I I just, you know, for for the purposes of show notes, I like to edit you down into like those bite-sized pieces. Oh, okay. For the purpose of show notes. Oh, no, we're we're good. We did it. Woo equals... The energetic world of business. There's your soundbite. That's what I had. I didn't say world before. Okay. Maybe you <laughs> intuited that I was going to say it because we're talking about ah, intuition. She plucked it out of my brain. Okay. Now, now this is only a little random, but so I'm Deb, your goal guide. I'm also Deb, the Deb method. But before I was any of that. Write on online, aka Woo, is my community for writers, creatives, and entrepreneurs. And I always call it, refer to it as Woo. But we're having this conversation, and Woo is also community. So I had to like 
sneak that bit in there as well. Cyclical full circle. Some would say C- that's wait, pretty Wait, cyclical full circles. Redundantly. <laughs> Redundantly. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I love how... I, first of all, I love the energy around this conversation because clearly we all love the woo. We know that there are things in life that we have no control over. And the way we ride that woo wave <laughs> can make the difference. Absolutely. Right, Cliff? I mean, especially for, you or know, Christy? sorry, Cliff, I didn't mean to step on your toes, man. No, you go ahead and I'll, co- I'll, I'll come back in. All right. I like the woo way. Um. Especially on the intuition piece too, right? Folks want to know why and how, and sometimes you just know things without knowing how you know them. And that's part of understanding both the hard data you can get in about your business, the numbers, the analytics, the information from experts. And then there's also what you know about your business and only you know about your business and how in tune you are to your own intuition and your ability to put meaning to those pieces of information coming at you. So, you know, that's, that's part of, of respecting the woo, right? And we often use the word woo to like test the waters. If I say woo, are they going to, like Annie said, are they going to embrace it? Are they going to shy away from it? Are they going to go hardcore intellectual? Are they going to go with me? And, and for me, most of the time, it opens a door to a whole nother layer of conversation with my clients um, to, to respect the woo and to, to um, recognize that it's actually playing a role in their business, in their life. And that I, as a coach, respect that. I was just going to go back to what you had set up. You had said something and, and I love the phrase right before you asked me to chime in, you said something, you said it's the woo way. And I'm not sure if you actually intentionally did that or not, but there is a Taoist philosophy called Wu Wei. And oh. the whole concept is this idea of not resisting life, not resisting what is. And it, it's press, it, it goes along with this idea that there are things that we don't control, the things that, that just pop up and, and happen, you know, seemingly out of nowhere, unexpected. And the question is, is what is our ability to not resist what is and embrace it? In fact, to go along with it. If, if we find ourselves, for example, in, if we were to be climbing next to a river and there's a, a bit of a current in this river and we find ourselves slipping and falling into the water, one of the things that we could do is fight that current and try to swim upstream. And if we try to do that, what we'll find is that we're going to eventually wear out, potentially get pulled under and drowned to death. Whereas if we were to be able to not resist it, we could turn ourselves around, kind of float, look on our back, look to see the direction that we're actually flowing towards and try to inch our way and, and, and rudder our way with our body to get ourselves into a place where we can get to the side of the bank. We may be further downstream than when we entered the river, but by not resisting it, but going with the flow, we can use the current or uh, of the river to actually take us to a place that ultimately we want to get to now. Now, the destination that we desire 
once we're in the river may be different than the destination before we fell in, but that's okay. The question is, is once we're faced with a new circumstance of life, it's not a question of getting upset about the destination we had in mind before that we're not going to get to. The question is, okay, given the circumstances that are here now, what do I desire? And without resisting what is, taking what is and saying, okay, given this circumstance, what do I want to create from this? What does this make possible? And moving from there. It's That's the Wu way. I love it. And so so the D and the Deb method is determine your mission. So you all know this, but I will repeat myself. Um, when you can't get what you want unless you know what you want. And I love this. So you fall into the water. What you want isn't going to change. But how you get the if you you still have those desires, how you get the it's easier to go with the flow if you look at it as it's part of the journey. What I really loved about what Cliff said is you might desire something different when you do make it to shore. Mm-hmm. And or your desires may may be informed by what you experienced while you were going with the flow. And can you be open enough, flexible enough? It's what most people today would say, be resilient, right? Everything's uncertain, so you need to be resilient. Well, it's really hard to cultivate that if you're not able to accept that there's things you're going to have to go with the flow on and see how many of those you can turn into things you desire and want in your life. I love that because especially combining what, Christy and Cliff said, right? Christy was talking about intuition and and how that shows up and how we block that or how we might tune that out or logic our way out of that. And then Cliff is talking about resistance and resistance to life. And I know there is not a component of my business that relies on a woo thing. I am a translator of woo. I am a practitioner of woo. I am not a provider of the woo. But in my own business, what I notice all the time, now that I have gotten by training my brain and training my energy and and being very self-aware to the best of my ability, I've noticed that now when I'm not actively resisting the things that are coming to me, I can notice resistance in my intuition, which is normally a marker that I'm pushing myself too hard, violating a boundary or that something isn't ready to be put out yet, right? So if I'm not resisting all of life, if I'm not hands out pushing against the tide of things, which I've had to teach myself not to do, to Cliff's point, right? To be in the flow of life and not adequately resistant. To give you an example I've had this idea kicking around in my head that I could have launched any time over the last three months. And I'm a marketer. I know how to do it. I know when I could do it, right? I know it would be relatively well-received if I did it. And yet, I'm still in the stable. Haven't begun the race, let alone won it. Why? I have to look at why resistance is showing up in that moment. Because to me, that's a whole different idea of that's not resistance, that's intuition. That's intuition saying, Annie, hold back. Annie, not yet. Annie, refine, right? And so I love that you both brought up intuition and resistance because to me, seeing those things in combination has completely changed 
how I prioritize certain things in my business that marketing metrics or me having the best laid strategy is not going to include for me. I have to tap in intuitively. I have to listen and I have to observe where I'm slowing myself down. I used to assume that those are mindset problems and sometimes they are, but sometimes that's my woo going to slow down. Look at this from another angle. Maybe there's something else here. It reminds me, you know, sometimes things are just not yet. But I think we've all got sidelined leaving the house and then we pass a car accident and we think if we left two minutes sooner, it could have been. Mm-hmm. And with with what you're saying is sometimes things are not yet. And when you're, you're tapped into your intuition, there's less frustration. There's still going to be a little frustration because especially as entrepreneurs, we want everything yesterday. But framing it as the universe taking care of you makes it a lot easier to take when those not yes take a lot longer than you would like them to. Heck yeah. I mean, I almost launched an entire rebrand that I felt pretty energetically good about, but something kept bugging me, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. And then I decided to hold off. I dipped the toe. I never took the bold action, which again is not normally something I do. And then I ran the round by Deb and her mom and they both freaking hated it. Hated, not disliked, hated it. Full stop. And I was like, oh, this is why. I didn't launch this thing. And then I ran it by people other than Deb and mom. And they also were like, "Eh, Annie, I don't think that's it. Eh, Annie, I think you need to reconsider. My resistance or what I'm calling resistance there, was saying this is not right. And then to your point at the beginning, Deb, I got to lean on my people. I got to see what feedback would be valuable for me and see if maybe the reason I'm resisting this is it's not the right choice for me. And that's just a very real world example that Deb was a part of me being like, I'm going to do this thing, but why am I not doing this thing? I'm not doing it because it wasn't right. And I do remember you texted me, hey, Deb, look at my new logo. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you ended up with Quirkworks, Mm -hmm. which is like the embodiment of you. So Mm -hmm. it really just meant something better. It just wasn't baked yet. But I could have ignored that. I could have ignored because the other one was good enough. I could have pressed on. But something you would have re-rebranded in three months. Exactly. And I would have re-rebranded since, in three months. Since we're in Woo, there might be another parallel universe where you actually are running with it. Oh yeah. I'm real crabby over there in that part of the multiverse. I'm real crabby. I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me this brand is bad? But in reality, that. that part of the multiverse, uh, she needs to realize she didn't ask anybody, so it was her own day. <laughs> And that leads to another question. At what point is it? And this is, I have this whole thing on feedback where you have your trusted circle of like one, two, three people, but you shouldn't even bring anybody to that, any ideas to that circle until you know them it well enough. So you can look at the feedback. I know this is a tangent, but so what else is new? Uh, You need to know yourself before you get feedback from others so you can objectively look at it and see because the last thing you want to do is get steered into the wrong direction 
or steered away from the right one. Zoa, how do you, what are your thoughts on the best way to, to balance feedback and intuition? I'm going to, I'm going to start with this. I, I don't believe that there is any such thing as the wrong direction. That that's for that's my own personal fo- philosophy of life. I believe that we're going to make a decision and we're going to move forward with it. And if we made a decision, it happens to be nothing more than the decision that we made. It wasn't the right decision. It wasn't the wrong decision. It was just the decision we made. And that decision may come with undesirable results. Um, and, and it may lead us to things that we did not anticipate and that we don't want for ourselves. And we may go back and say, you know what, let me backtrack and go in the other direction. Does that mean that the decision that I made was wrong? No, not necessarily, because there have been a number of times when I've made decisions in my life that, you know, further down the line, I'm like, okay, I don't like the results I'm getting here. And then I just pivot. But what I will tell you is that what I learned going down the path after having made that decision gave me so much more confidence in the actual other direction that it no longer would ever be a question in my mind, what if I would have done that thing? And not to mention, not even in those situations alone, I just, I believe that everything happens for a reason. I believe that every single thing that we do is ultimately going to work out for our benefit. And and why, the idea of a wrong decision for me is the idea of saying that I resist the path that I chose. And and for me to resist an experience of life just doesn't make a lot of sense for me because there is no going back currently that I'm a f- familiar with to go back and change it. So so I chose what is, and there, in a, in a way, I'm not even certain that I believe in right and wrong. I only believe in what is. Ooh. You know, it makes me think of what you said earlier um, about – um, desires. Part of it is being really clear on your desire. What do you desire? What is your desired outcome? And we're often taught as business owners to desire certain things like you should be scaling and you should be increasing sales and it's all about growth. And it's, you know, there is, there are visions and, and scripts around what we should desire as business owners. And that may not be what you desire. So I think part of knowing when to bring an idea to anyone, even if you're doing market testing and you're going outside your trusted circle, um, is to know really what do you desire? Um, Because then when you make a choice and it yields a result that isn't bringing you closer to what you desire, you can make a new choice and get closer to that thing you desire. Otherwise, you're going to do things like, I don't know, I think we all know somebody who finished law school who never wanted to be a lawyer. Right. Because somebody else desired that for them. Um, There's all sorts of examples we can point to of people resisting their own desires in place of what other people have desired for them or what they perceive as being more desirable for themselves. And and then, you know, the choices become right and wrong because there's they're just no longer aligned with who they are and what they want to be in the world. So I think this idea of resistance and understanding your own gut your own intuition and knowing that everybody's data point is a data point, right? And, and 
nobody's going to give you the right answer either. So if you're going to your trusted advisors to get the right answer, then you you have unfair expectations of the people you're asking for feedback from. Ooh, that was good. There's a scripture that says plans fail for lack of reason, but but with many advisors, they succeed. So plans fail for lack of um, counsel. I'm sorry. So plans plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. And there is this idea that some people have is that I need to go and get this signed off on some people. I need people to validate my idea before I run with it. And I, I'm not opposed to seeking validation and getting people to, to really encourage you to go in your path. But also, I don't think that the, the scripture actually states that plans fail for the lack of following the advice of many counselors. It just says plans fail because you don't seek that advice. I'll give you a perfect example of this. There was a time when I wanted to leave this brand, Podcast Answer Man, behind. And I wanted to absolutely shut down 100% of all income streams, which I did. But my personal mastermind group, all but one of them, and he happened to be missing from the meeting that day, uh, he, they all suggested, Cliff, no, you can't shut that down. Hire some uh, technical support people to answer tech questions. Continue to market this thing. You, you could be making half million dollars a year, passive revenue, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, listen, you guys have no idea. I don't want a single email in my inbox asking me how to solve their buzzing noise and their microphone issues. I, I'm done with that world. So um, I'm like, hey, I want to create this workshop here in my Next Level studio, and I'm thinking about doing building an online business, but I'm kind of concerned whether or not people will travel to my hometown for a live workshop on something that I'm not quote-unquote known for. And in this mastermind group, they're like, okay, Cliff, uh, why don't you just, if you're concerned, why don't you just go ahead and to kind of prime the pump, why don't you do a podcasting next level course in your workshop? And afterwards, I'm like, okay, well, gosh, I know for a fact it'd be sold out in five minutes. And that kind of made me feel good. And so I got out of it. And because of the counsel of my many advisors, I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Now, did I take any steps after that call to make that happen? No, none. Not whatsoever. My heart wasn't in it. Matter of fact, every thought devoted to that path made my soul die. I mean, it was like, ugh. And so finally, I said, forget this. No, I can't do it. And I, I'm like, okay. I came back. I said, listen, okay, I'm going to do a build. I don't care if there's one person here. I don't care if there's no people here. I am doing this path. And I, I still feel like I followed some valuable advice from, from uh, an ancient wisdom text uh, in Proverbs. I still believe there is, uh, there is a lot of value and wise counsel from others. But what it did to serve me is to find out that that was not an, in alignment with what we call our inner being, or my inner being was just not in alignment with that path. And what they said made a lot of sense based upon their autobiographical uh, situations, their beliefs, their values, and all the things that they think are worthy of calling success. But those were not in alignment with my own beliefs and my own values. And, and, and I know that they wanted the best for me to experience what they would consider to be the best for them. 
but it just didn't match up with my experience. And so there's no way I could have done that workshop. I love that you just proved what I was saying five minutes ago about the value of knowing. Because if your heart's not in it, in it, if there is no woo, there is no point. Annie, you've been quiet. No, I've just been taking it all in, right? In that I I have to talk a lot or I get to talk a lot about what feedback is and what feedback isn't, right? Because in marketing, if you're trying to be polarizing or to differentiate, there are going to be people that do not agree with you. And that is not intrinsically bad. Like to Cliff's point, it's not good or bad. It just is, right? And there are also things, especially in a woo space, if you're selling or doing something in a woo space or a woo medium or a woo modality, there are people that are going to naturally not agree with what you're doing or understand it or any of these things. And so they will be also added into the kind of like zeitgeist. They're in the same flow as everybody else, right? And that's just for woo folk. But with everybody, there are always well-meaning people who want to load you up on their opinions. And back when I was the director of marketing and sales for a small software firm, we would run into this problem all the time where someone would come to us with their core problem they wanted to solve. And they'd be like, it's this exact thing. Let's make something up. Um, The most important thing that this app does is it helps you find somewhere to have lunch after your tea time, meaning golf, right? Okay. This is not a real thing as far as I know, but let's say that's the problem. Okay. Then they would go and they would spend $200,000 building this app, $200,000 to build an app to help you find a place to have lunch. That's not the club after you have your stuff, specifically lunch, right? And they'll call it like lunch club. And it looks like a club. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. So they would go to one person who neither golfs nor lunches, but they have high regard for. And they say, tell me what you think of this app. And they go, well, I don't golf and I don't lunch. But what would really be helpful is if you could help me find a dinner place by my dry cleaners. And then the person comes back and they're like, throw it out. Get rid of it. It's garbage. It's horrible. We wasted all of our money. We wasted all of our time. Waste, 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 waste. Throw it out. And we're like, that is not feedback. That is one person's opinion. And the opinion of the person is not an opinion that we need to include. Honor, sure, you ask for it, receive it, be grateful for it, internalize what you will. But what, how I tie this into woo, I work with this really incredible healer. Hi, Kristen. Uh, I work in her business. She works on me all the time. And one thing that she says that's part of her specific modality that she uses is she always says, take my ego when she's when she's working with spirit on my behalf. She says, take my ego down to the minimum possible, no more than 3%. I don't know why 3%. I'm not the cosmos. I'm not the Akashic record. I don't make the rules, right? But Kristen specifically says as part of her pro- protocol, take my ego down to the absolute minimum. And sometimes I wish we could say that or see that when we're interpreting feedback. Not that I think that people in our realm are out to psychically attack us or sabotage us or anything, but I have to remember 
when I go to a price point, when I pitch a price point or a new offering to a client of mine who is currently financially struggling, there is ego there. It may be primed to them to be too expensive because they are struggling. If I'm conversely talking to someone who thinks that my every fart is magnificent, they might be more primed to say, yes, Annie, that's a wonderful idea, Annie, because that is how they are designed, right? So there's a part of considering the source. There's a part of considering that person's intention in giving the feedback. There's a whole other episode I can go on for days and days, but I will not about what questions you're asking and how you're approaching the feedback. But at the end of the day, when you get the feedback, you must filter it through you. This is their opinion. Is it true to me? Because what I didn't see enough in that software example is thank you so much. I understand you'd love dinner next to your dry cleaners. Maybe we'll make that next time. But my whole purpose and passion right now is helping people find a great salad after their tea time. They, I didn't see enough. I own and hear your feedback. I acknowledge and thank your feedback. I consider it. I put it on the shelf. Let's see if it gets friends. Let's see if other people that are in the market say the same thing. Let's see if more, one person, two person, three person, three people is the beginning of feedback. One is an opinion, two is a coincidence, three is feedback, right? But all of that, none of that even matters if your intuition is screaming something different. If your intuition is screaming, stay this course, then you stay it and shut it down. The example I gave before about my brand I knew that wasn't the right brand. I just wasn't letting it come through, right? I knew because I was resisting feedback. I wasn't asking for feedback. I didn't want to hear it because I knew that it would be harder work for me. But at the end of the day, if I had desperately loved that brand and gone to Deb and Deb was like, I kind of hate it. I'm sorry. Then at the end of the day, it would have had to be on me to be like, no, I love it. And I'm standing by it and I'm going to see it through. I honored Deb's feedback and her mom's feedback, not only because I cherished them, but because I looked at their intention, why they were showing up for me, how they were showing up for me. And in that moment, when I sat with myself, I realized that it was true and right for me as well. You, you, I loved all of that. And, and I, I really appreciate <laughs> uh, being part of that example. That to me is very, very meaningful to me. Um, to well, us. it's called the Deb Show, dear. I try to involve you as often <laughs> as possible. And now I lost my train, train of thought. Wait, no, <laughs> intention. No, the key, uh, and you said a lot of wonderful things, but I think intention when you are receiving feedback is can't be undersold. Because there will be people who give you feedback to their own benefit. Those are the people that you smile and say, thank you for your, for your feedback. I appreciate you sharing your opinion and you move on. But when you surround yourself also with, and we we're talking about this at the top of the show, you surround yourself with your people, surround yourself with people who only want what's best for you. Then you know that the intent is going to be from that place of Everyone gets to succeed. So there you go. Deb, you said something just a moment ago that sparked a whole different woo topic if we can go down it. 
Please. So one of my favorite topics is something called the seed of awareness. And the idea is that we are divine spiritual beings having a human experience. Or if you don't like the divine spiritual being, you could have, we are energetic beings in physical bodies. Same thing. So here's the interesting thing. A lot of us uh, go through the earliest part of our lives, I know I did, believing that I am Cliff Ravenscraft. I am this personality. I'm the son of my parents. I, I'm, you know, all of the things, all of the labels. I'm a business owner. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm, I'm all of these things. And I also, I am this body. I am my thoughts. I am this personality. And none of that is actually true. I am the consciousness energy that inhabits this physical form that has adopted certain traits and characteristics, all of which previously are things. So, for example, I am not this body. This is my body. Um, and I, I am never angry, so I don't ever anymore, I don't say I'm angry. Instead, I, I will say something more along the lines is like, wow, something just occurred that I became aware of, and I'm noticing that there are feelings of anger inside of this physical body. That is, that, that's how, this is sitting in what we call the seat of awareness. Rather than I am angry right now, I am frustrated, I am worried. No, I'm, I'm noticing that inside of my body, there are chemicals that's making, uh, a, that, that is causing me to feel and sense certain things in this physical vehicle that I happen to be operating. So this is what I call uh, seed of awareness. So I am not my body. The other one is, and this is the key thing, and this is where I'm going to tie it into what you said just a moment ago, Deb, is the idea is uh, I am not my thoughts. In fact, most of the thought, most of the voice, the narrator in my head, those aren't me thinking it. Those are abs- Those are radio signals in the energetic field of the mass consciousness of humanity that every thought that's ever been thought thought every thought that has ever been thunk if you will it is all out there energy is never destroyed and so these thoughts are are out there just going around and what i loved about what you just said is train of thought you said i lost my train of thought and one of the things that i love to do and i work with my clients is that i say why i want you to imagine that you're in a train station i i went to the uk and they trains everywhere and there's this one train station and there's like 13 different platforms and all these trains coming in and out i said i want you to imagine that you're sitting on a bench in the train station and a train comes in on the platform that you're supposed to be on. If you don't look to see what time it is or look to see if that's your train, chances are you may actually get on the train that is the train before your train. And once you get onto that train, that train could take you to a destination that you don't desire to go to. And so I like to think of um, the inside of my mind, if you will, as a train station and thoughts are, and sometimes thoughts are linked to another thought, like a train. And I like to think of it as a train, train of thoughts. And so if you become aware, it's like, hmm, 
I am aware that this thought, this thought, this thought has just entered the station. My question is, does that train of thoughts take me to the destination I desire to go to? And that's an easy question for you to ask from the seat of awareness, and I promise you, you will know the answer. And then it's up to you whether or not you want to get on the wrong train or not. But if you want to, you could just let that train leave the station just as easily as it entered the station. You do not have to attach yourself to the thought. Train of thoughts. Anyway. That's all I have from that. It's it's such a great visual. And maybe sometimes you put the thoughts on the train and let them go away from you. And then you get on the right one. Yeah. Or the one in alignment with the rest of your. Or to what's point before, if there's not a wrong train, you're going to learn something on the one you go on, right? There's going to be some side note, some tangent, some hidden belief, some something. But you're like, oh, this is why I'm taking the scenic train. Ah. That's right. Don't resist it. You know, I mean, some people are just like, you know what? I'm going to jump off this train. And that may or may not be painful. Uh, Why resist it? You know what? You're on the train. Just sit there and be aware of it. Wait for the next stop and quick and just simply exit the train and then wait for a train going in a bit in a better direction. And both Annie and Cliff are talking about awareness and that awareness takes time. And as entrepreneurs, we're trying to do things as quickly as possible to get the outcomes we want as quickly as possible. And almost to a person, anyone I talk to is, well, how do you schedule time? How do you manage time? How do you make time? How do you? And so much of it is part of what you have to factor in is time to think and time to be aware and time to choose how you react and time to actually make choices and not just keep um keep things open-ended in the hopes that that gives you more choice later on. Um, and it, truly the only way to speed up is to slow down and, yes. and awareness takes time and you can make, you, you can find yourself on better trains headed in better directions uh, when you honor the time it takes to listen, listen to yourself, listen to the universe, listen to what, because again, if we're, if we're spiritual beings having a human experience, it's because our soul needs a body to have experiences. And the more we can tune into the things that we understand ourselves to be here to learn in order to have those experiences and have our soul experience the things that needs to grow. We may have to get on the train a couple different times because we might be slow learners, right? Um, and and that's just the way it is. Like maybe my soul's here to take that trip a couple hundred times during my lifetime. Okay, soul, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> you know, I, I hope that's not the case, especially if that train ride is undesirable for you. But the more you can tune in and and see that lesson and hear in what's happening in the quiet spaces in between, you know, the more likely it is you'll choose a different train next time. The other factor of this is, and I, I kind of feel like we we touched on this last time when we talked about coaching, is that we're all different. We are the sum of our personal and professional experiences, and that's what helps us move forward, do the next thing, 
attract the right clients, prospects, whatever. So in embracing, um, take in the spirit of embracing, taking your time, it's important. And I love the only way to speed up is to slow down. And this I'm sure gets mentioned at least every, if not every other episode that I talk about, you need to pause and look around and see what it is that you want. And when you're clear, you can take in the energy you need to move forward and bringing it back to woo. Woo. Woohoo. So what tips do you have to help people better tap into their woo? Meditation. Okay. Meditation. I love those one word answers. So for me, meditation is is the key to tapping in to the woo. And I would encourage people just to look up Insight Timer. It's absolutely a free app and doesn't cost you a single penny. And there's tens of thousands of free guided meditations of every spiritual background that is in existence on this app. And I would encourage you just to sit down and dedicate 5, 10, 15 minutes a day minimum and 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 just watch what happens. And let your let synchronicity lead you to whatever it is it leads you to. I'm not going to steer you in one particular direction, one type of meditation. But just get in there and, and find some guided meditations and, and just follow the instructions. Chances are it's going to tell you to focus on your breath and... It, it you may get distracted i love meditations where they encourage you it's like listen if you if you find yourself your mind wandering it's okay don't resist that don't get upset just be become aware that your mind has wandered and then return to the breath and for me i'll tell you when i started meditating i heard about all of the benefits of meditation and i'm like i'm trying this and i would do 15 minutes a day several days a week and i might get three minutes max out of the 15 minutes where I felt like I was actually having a meditative experience. And for me, that was massive success. Um, today, I think I on the inset timer, I'm, I'm, I just, if I pull it up here, I'm 453 consecutive days with an average of about an hour and 15 minutes a day of meditation. And I cannot imagine life without meditation these days. So if I can go from 15 minutes barely capturing about three minutes of focused attention on my breath to where today I can actually have complete 45 minutes of out-of-body experience where I don't exist on the planet Earth and I'm gone for two or three weeks during that 45 minutes of time, anybody can do it. Ooh. Whoa, woo. That's awesome. I, I like Inside Timer. I think it, I think I have it as a resource in my book because it's, it's simple. It's easy. It's an app. And it's free. And, and it's, it's free. free. So what could be easier than, well, what the only thing that can be easier than Inside Timer is just setting the timer on your phone and just having some peace. That's the only thing easier than Inside Timer. You know what I love about it is there is 11,043 people right now meditating on this app. That's so cool. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, it's fun. That's pretty, pretty, pretty nutty. Christy, what, what is your best woo tip? 
I think um, I'll go with gratitude, practicing gratitude and extending blessings to others, because I think that really opens you up to receive for yourself. Um, when you can put the emphasis on the things you're most grateful for and the people you would like to see blessed. Um, and you don't have to know what that blessing is. Just ask the universe to take care of them, to, to meet their needs, to, to help them achieve what they're trying to achieve. Um, and then the, if you can match that with also just stating to the universe that, you know, I'm open to, to the blessings that you might bestow upon me as well. Right. That, and, and try not to be too prescriptive, right. The universe likes specificity. So, you know, yes, get, uh, get clear that I'm talking about in my life or in my work or in my family or my relationships and things like that. But then also being just open to, I trust that the ideal client has been selected for me already. And I'll, I look forward to meeting them and working with them in the time that is right to be able to do that. And I'm thankful for the opportunity when it arises. You know, I'm not saying I need it on Tuesday at 10, but I am saying that when they show up, I'm going to be ready to, to, to serve. And I am grateful that to know that, that I have been clear enough with the universe about who I want to work with and how I want to work with them, that I can trust that those are the people who are, are ready to find me. They're already out there. They're already there. So it's a combination of the, that, that gratitude practice, that calling and blessing for others, and then letting the universe know that you're, you trust, you trust that you have been um, in relationship enough uh, and clear enough with what you're trying to create that you can, you can trust that those things will come to you. Love that. Oh, so much. Annie, what, what is your best woo tip? Practice radical self-forgiveness, which like awareness, like intuition takes practice and attention. But from both a practical and an energetic standpoint, if everything we've talked about today is true, which means there are no wrong paths, there are only less great decisions, or there is great knowledge waiting for you around a corner you accidentally cut or whatever it is, right? Even if you did something that you deliberately knew was not in your best interest because you had reasons, that's in the past and it had value and it may have had meaning. We don't know. But energetically and logically, both, you do yourself a disservice if you carry the weight of missteps or mistakes that may not have been either. And when you go to make your next decision, if you're still carrying that, either consciously or subconsciously, part of you is putting out to the universe, I am incapable of making the right choice here. I am less than. I am flawed. I am doomed to failure just like last time. Whereas if you give yourself as close to the gift of a clean slate as you can and say, my choices in the past have brought me here. To Christy's point, I bless them with gratitude. I bless me with thanks for all that I have done and everything I have weathered to get me to this point. If we go in with gratitude to self and kindness to self, then already our energy is better, our alignment is better, and we're showing the universe, I am ready to receive, not I'm still doing some weird self-penitent punishment thing 
about something I did two years ago or that typo that went out in yesterday's email. We are all going to make what we consider mistakes or missteps. We are all going to hit road bumps. But if we can look forward and bless the past as the past and bless ourselves as the conduit of going forward, then I know that in my own experience and with my clients, we tend to make infinitely better, more joyful and more aligned decisions because we're not still hanging on to last time. When you get to this place, which you can get to through gratitude, through meditation, through being good to you, then you're positioned to woo. It's sort of like you're you're clearing the energy decks so you can move forward. And I asked for tips that kind of felt like goals, but I'm going to ask you for goals as well. Because so the, those are very nice uh, ethereal practices that you could do day to day. I would love just w- what is one concrete goal that someone could do to woo? Annie? Uh, There is something right now on your to-do list that is bugging you. It's probably the thing that's been on your to-do list the longest and keeps getting shuffled from list to list to list to list. That is gumming up your energy. Rip off the Band-Aid and either get it done or deprioritize it officially. If it needs to be done, do it. If it doesn't need to be done, screw it, basically. That's really funny because before you and I spoke this morning, I told you I had a project that for my new podcast, I needed to do video clips and I'm at, I'm doing about to do episode six, but I'm like each week there was one more clip I had to find. And I'm like, I have 20 minutes till my call with Annie. So I basically did the goal this morning. So thanks. There you go. I love that. You intuited that that would be my goal, and you wanted the gold star of getting it done before I even said it. Aren't you fancy? I love when we are so in sync, and it, but it's so true. We all have something that's coming up the works, and we probably have one thing every week that's coming up the works. So it's a really good practice. Like a Monday practice, take something off that list. Either mm-hmm. get it done or decide you don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So Christy, what goal are you gifting? I think the goal I'm gifting is to take action on the thing you think will be most effective. Um, A a local entrepreneur once said to me, I pray like it depends on God and I work like it depends on me. And Kerry Washington has a clip out there that's like, you can't pray for the bus and then saunter to it. Like you have to pray for the bus and then run like hell to catch it. Right. So I think you know, if in invoking the woo, what you're doing is is setting the energetic tone, um, and that tone will then translate into taking that truly using that energy to act. So find that one thing on your to do list that you think is going it has the potential to move you forward today to actually take it one step forward towards that thing you desire and do it. Get that get that drag off and take the action that you know you want to do that needs to be done. Awesome. And I also know what that goal is that I need to do for 
the, the thing that I'm building that's a little bit different than the path that I expected. So I love how much this conversation today completely applies to me. So thank you all. Uh, Cliff, what is your goal? And let's see how it relates to, to my projects. All right. Go. Well, my, my goal is that I'm going to give to everyone is to read one book that will introduce you to some level of woo in your life. And if I would encourage you to read something that's outside of your standard set of beliefs, your your cultural background or whatever. And if I could give you one book that it, you could read in an afternoon, it's so small. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. This book is absolutely amazing. And and chapter one, the domestication of humanity or the domestication of the planet will just rock your world. Very cool. Okay, so I edited you too. I mean, read a book that will introduce you to new ways of thinking. That's that's pretty pretty set to get out of your head and into the next thing. And if you need to think about goals, might I recommend your goal guide? If you need to <laughs> if you need to think about sales, I know that Annie has a wonderful book. Is it is it in your site? The Coach Who Would Not Sell, which is all about getting out of your head and taking action. And Christy, do you have a book? I don't something? have a book yet, uh, you know, yet, because I think we're all one book away from our, our first book. Um, but, you know, reach out to an advisor. You know what I mean? Uh, if it's any one of us or someone else who you trust, um, give yourself the gift of working with somebody who wants nothing but your success. Ooh, that's a good one. Actually, I, w- I was actually asking do you have a book recommendation. But oh, a book recommendation. I like what you said too. I think if you, I think <laughs> if you really want to step into woo, you like you could read something to like. I think it's called listening to your guides, um, and it's you know how how you employ your your guardian angels in the work that you do. Like you know, you could go full on woo. Um, I think the thing about about woo too. <laughs> Yes, I didn't mean to rhyme, is that you can be, see, I consider myself the most practical person I know who believes in higher power. So you don't have to go full on woo. You just have to believe that there are better things out there. That is like the lowest level of woo. And what are we doing in life if we're not trying to move forward to make things better? So even if you don't think you're woo, you're woo. But if you don't want us to tell anybody, we won't. Your secret is safe with us. <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation. Before we wrap, please tell people where they can learn more about you. Christy? You can learn more about me at purposefirstadvisors.com and on my LinkedIn profile where you'll find I, I post as often as possible to, uh, to be able to connect with people who want to do the kind of work I do. Excellent. And Cliff, where can people learn more about you? Uh, my website, cliffravenscraft.com. And you can read all about me and all the things I have to offer right there on the homepage. Awesome. And Annie, where can people learn more about you? AnniePRuggles.com. Or if you want that book Deb mentioned, you can go to sellcoachsell.com and get your copy for free if you use the code Deb sent me. And 
All of this wonderful information will be in the recap. So you can go to thedebmethod.com slash blog to get the show notes and the links and go down any and every rabbit hole you could ever want to in relating to the business of Woo. Um, I'm at the Deb Method everywhere and you can listen to, you can subscribe to the Deb Show podcast, but you can also subscribe to Taste Buds with Deb, which is my new podcast about food cooking and community. So find any and all of us and connect with your Woo and with each of us. So what final thought do you want to leave people with? Christy, final thought? Um, trust yourself and trust the universe. Ooh, love it. Trust yourself, trust the universe. And Cliff? Whatever you focus on consistently, you will tend to manifest into your life. That's true. Because if and and we we already admit we love sidetracks, but if you're ready to up level the up levels, focus but with the right energy. Well, even if you focus on things at a low energy, you will also manifest that into your life as well. Yes. Manifestation helps with the good and the bad. Make it good. And Annie, final, final thought. We had a goal. We had a blue tip. My (laughs) final, final thought is, oh gosh, I already said self-forgiveness. My final, final thought (laughs) is, uh, yeah, be kind to yourself. It's similar, but it's the same. It bears repeating, right? You could meditate every single day. You could eat perfectly and jog and only curate the very best feedback. But if you are running your business based on you, if you are putting out your dreams in the world, you deserve to be praised and loved up by for that. If not by the world, then at least by yourself. You are not doing anyone a service by diminishing your light through cruelty to self. So be kind to yourself, forgive yourself, and get back out there. Love it, love it. And I believe we all deserve to be happy in some, if not all of our lives. So that starts with being good to yourself, being in tuned, and embracing the woo. Thank you again so much, Christy Maxfield, Cliff Ravenscraft, and Annie P. Ruggles for joining me today. For those tuning in, thank you so much for choosing yourself and your woo goals for this conversation. And again, you can tune in live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for another one of these great conversations and subscribe to The Deb Show and Taste Buds with Deb on your favorite podcast channels. In the meantime, embrace the woo, go on out there and go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Deb Method on social media, and check out thedebmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. 
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Danielle Wiley hosts a great podcast called The Art of Sway. Danielle, tell us what you talk about on the show. The Art of Sway brings listeners inside the world of marketing as seen through the lens of influence. So each week I chat with an expert guest for a lively discussion about connecting ideas with audiences in an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other. Wow. And where can people subscribe? Go to theartofswaypodcast.com, find the show at marketingpodcasts.net, or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.